Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of Duckies and Dargons. My name is the Mayhem Vote, and I will be your DM for this evening. Before we go in and jump into tonight's session, I'm going to do what I plan on doing for the foreseeable future, which is shouting out both a resource and a person within the TTRPG community. So tonight's recommendation for a resource is tabletopaudio.com. Yet again, because their audio uh, files have actually been a massive source of inspiration for this campaign. I've already planned out the use of probably upwards of about 15 of their different audio files throughout the first three chapters of this campaign. One of which, if I remember to hit the play button tonight, will also be used. So uh, there's always the opportunity that I forget. So if I do forget to use it, then you have my sincerest apologies. But if I do not forget, then you get to enjoy it. And as for the person uh, recommendation for tonight's episode, I'm going to recommend Crits Like a Girl, a fantastic all-female casted uh, TTRPG-themed podcast that you can find again on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, I highly recommend going and checking out their content. I spent quite a lot of time uh, today and yesterday listening to them, and their episodes may be short, but they do not lack in content in any way, shape, or form. So... Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in and remind ourselves as to what fucking chaos our players got up to in the last episode. So, following a very brief encounter with the crew members of Dragon Fangsplitter, the local criminal who our players actually managed to find out that he has been extorting ship captains uh, for a, quite a large proportion of their, their, profit, their profit margin, uh, one of our beloved players, by way of Ilara, was uh, suddenly filled with bloodlust and decided to amputate the foot off of one of the dwarves that they had captured and planned on interrogating. I would say that the interrogation went from zero to a hundred rather fucking quickly. Uh, it proved to be somewhat successful, but you know you would have to ask our players uh, whether or not they saw that in the same light as I did. After that, our players got a little bit of a, a night's rest before waking up the next morning and going about in separate ways uh, to attempt to gather information about what has been going on in the city of Alarondir with Anon trying to scout around the inner ring of the city uh, trying to find out the local gossip, as well as trying to gain entry into the mayor's office building and rather unsuccessfully gaining an audience with the mayor himself. Whereas our beloved Zaris Longstrider and Alara the Disembowler made their way towards the lawmaster's office where they were managed, they did manage to uh, grant themselves an audience with lawmaster Lucinda Grohl, who who didn't really offer much by way of any help with regards to knowledge on the matter at hand. So, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we start our session still in the Lawmaster's office. Our uh, two players have just made their way out of the Lawmaster's uh, official office room, and they are making their way down the corridor towards the clerk's desk, where they are intending on picking up their the weapons that they had been asked to leave behind for security reasons. So, Zaris and Alara, 
you guys make your way down to Carter. You come to Grumnar, the clerk, the, the clerk who uh, didn't confiscate your weapons, but more st stashed them underneath his desk. He hands you back your respective items. And as you guys turn to leave the building, he, he flags you down and says, Hey, um, I just, um, I, I don't, don't tell anybody I, 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 I told you this, but if you're looking into what I think you're looking into, you might be better off asking not only the ship captains. You know, think outside the box. That's all I can. Um, that's all I can say. Uh, I'm gonna hold up two pieces of gold and say, "Are you sure?" You see him actually make a persuasion check. Uh, eighteen. Yep, that'll do it. So you see Grimnar looking around, and he's taking his time to make sure that there's no one there. You actually see him pausing as two guards come down the, the corridor, uh, nod as they draw parallel to him and then make their way past and leave out the front door. Uh, he snatches the two gold from your hand and says, okay, yes, continue looking at the ship captains, but also other merchants in the city. It's not just the ship captains that this is happening to. That's all I'm saying. You want more, you're going to have to pay a hell of a lot more and make sure that I'm not going to have any repercussions for telling you this. How much more? He, he glances at your, hips and, your hip and looks at your coin purse and goes, <laughs> uh, you're talking double digits. I'll give you 10 gold to give me all the info that you know. Zars, I'm going to stop you and I'm going to put five towards it so you don't pay as much. Oh, thank you. Oh, so you're giving him five gold apiece? Okay. Uh, would you classify that as a help action so that I could get advantage on doing the persuasion check to allow yes. him to give us yes, all I the would information? I, yes, I would, actually. So go ahead and roll with advantage. Also, whilst Zaris is uh, making that roll, uh, Anon, I told the other two players before we started, but I cannot remember whether or not I told you out of session. Uh... Make sure that your character is in possession of the equivalent of 500 gold. Uh, so I technically got a 22, but the first roll was a, a 2, nat, a nat 2. But the second roll was a 19 plus my modifier, so ended up being a 22. Okay. Uh, you see him holding out, you see him hold out a hand, uh, which you deposit the ten gold into, and he he shoves it into the inside pocket of his waistcoat very very quickly. It's he actually almost drops a couple of the coins whilst he's trying to make this maneuver and not be seen. He he leans forward and he says, "There's an old guy in the Drid Bazaar named Arthur Bomble. He's probably your best source of information." I he's he, I'm I'm being straight up honest. I, he's the only one outside of the ship captains that I've personally heard of this shit happening to. He like I said, he's your best bet. I hope like uh, I, I what, hope. What was the name? Arthur. Arthur Bumble. B O M B E double -L, L. Okay, Arthur. Bumble. Okay, Arthur. 
And you said he was located where? He's in the Dread Bazaar, which is in the northeastern sector of the city. Got it. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do before you leave? I, I mean, if that's the only information that he has, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, as long as I get my weapons back. Yeah, you, you've got them. You, you got them before you got the information. All right. Uh, I will thank him for the information, and uh, I will out of character. Rob, do you think we should go and look for unicorn? and try to meet up and try to go together to uh, the bazaar to see this Arthur? Well, considering how, considering how long we've been away from Adon since we split, it's probably best to, to sort of join team up again and then sort of relay uh, information to her. I will, okay, say, so I will say that... I think anyway. I will say that given the amount of time that this has all taken you, it is now late morning verging on early afternoon. Yeah, I, I personally would like to go and see him now that stuff or like the shops and everything are starting to open up. Okay. So I'm going to go say right. that if, uh, Alara is good with it, let's go find Anon and group back up together and go and head towards the bazaar and try to find this Arthur and see what they've got to say. Not that yet. Okay. Oh. So with that, we're going to pass on over to Anon. Anon, what are you doing? Hello. Right. Okie dokie. I am going to... Where's my sheets? While she's looking, can I ask a quick question, DM? Yeah, of course. Uh, did we get a short rest? Because I've, I lost an HP two sessions ago, and I was wondering if I gained that back at any point. Uh, you slept in the Serpent's Caress Tavern last night, so I would have said that you would have gotten a long rest. Okay. All right. I will go back up to full HP then. Also, how did you lose that HP? Because I'm having trouble re uh, remembering. It was in the graveyard. Ah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that now, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I just wanted to make sure that we had enough time to do a uh, either a short or long rest to get that HP back. Cool. Okay. Okay, I want to go in stealth mode. Okay, so if I remember correctly, you are currently standing in the streets of the uh the middle ring, just outside yeah. the lawmaster, uh, not the lawmaster, the the mayor's the office. So you're going, you're trying to go stealth out in the open. Yes. I would say, given how busy it is in in that particular sector this time in the morning, if you're doing it standing out in the street, not in an alleyway, but out in the street, go ahead and roll disadvantage. No, I'll go out into an alleyway. Okay, then just make a straight roll. 15. Is it more a case of you're trying to remain out of sight or are you trying to blend in i am trying to go unnoticed so blending in and being incognito yeah okay yeah i would say that you feel like you've done a, a reasonable job at doing so cool 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 now i'm going back up to the mayor's building okay but i'm going at the back i'm at the back of the building 
Okay, so I'll say that the alleyway that you're currently standing or standing in wraps around to the back of the building, yeah? Right, can I see windows to the first floor? Yes, but they're barred. How? What kind of barred? I mean, they're like prison cell barred on the outside. So no way of opening them at all? I mean, you could roll a strength check to see if you can bend the bars. Okay, well, is there any floors above the first floor? Uh, there is, but they're quite, uh, they're quite a ways up. How high? I would say that vertically it's about, I'd say 50, between, between 15 and 20 feet to the first floor and then an, an additional, I'd say the, I'd say an additional 15 feet from the first to the second. So you're looking at about 35 feet in total. That's okay. Okay. Okay, now, can I see the windows on the second floor? You can, but they're also barred. All barred? All exterior windows are barred. No way of opening. Like I said, you can make a strength check to see if you can, you can bend the bars. Right. I'm going to climb up to the first floor. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to try and open up the bars. Okay. Um, make a athletics check for me. Well, the to... acrobatics. Well, Le would athletics it? is legs, acrobatics is arms. But you're using your legs to run up the wall, though. But I'm climbing. Okay, this is one of the one times I'm going to call upon Zaris uh, for a judgment call here. Um, okay, so you're wanting to climb up? Specifically? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to say... It depends on how she's trying to climb up. Like, are you using boxes or any kind of objects to help you into getting up to the, the first level? Or are you just straight pulling yourself up using your your brute strength? Are you are you taking all, a, are you it, taking a run and jump at the wall or are you just using your 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 yeah, hands? It, it, all, it all comes down to it that you have to define exactly how you're climbing up the wall because technically you're both right. It just depends on how you word on climbing the wall. Yeah, hold on. I need to see what's in my pack. <laughs> because technically speaking if there was like some objects around you that were sturdy enough you could technically use uh acrobatics to get up to the first floor by uh that means and then on the other hand it would also be athletics in the sense that if there were no objects in the, the general area and you just had to grapple on with your bare hands into the wall then it would be the athletics of trying to use your brute strength to pull yourself up and then use your legs as like placeholders to keep you up basically focus of on.
<laughs> right, so I've actually got pitons. Okay. So, which is, according to Wikipedia, in climbing is a metal spike that is driven into a crack or seam in the climbing surface with a climbing hammer, which acts as an anchor to either protect the climber against consequences of a fall or assist in progress in aid of climbing. Okay, so you would be using athletics because it's your, your arms that you're planning on using. Well, that also depends too. Okay, so technically speaking, what you could do is that kind of like um, what there's an actual TikTok of a guy that actually does this where he takes that exact same object and he throws them at walls to embed them into the wall. So technically speaking, what she could do is make an attack roll against the AC of the wall and see if she can embed them into the wall and make them into placeholders for her to step on. And then she could actually then use acrobatics using the pittons as footholders to get up on the wall that way. Okay. I'm Technically. All, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. If you decide that that's the way you want to do it, then go ahead. Yeah, I'll do that. So I rolled a 17 against the wall. Yeah, that'll do it. So I'll say that you, you managed to... Uh, how big are the pittons actually? They're about, what, just between 6 and 8 inches long? I don't know. Typically, well, yes. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll, okay, it's well, roughly about 8 it's yeah. roughly about okay, eight so we'll we'll say that you managed to get them solidly embedded about four inches into the wall, leaving you about four inches worth of free space hanging out. Now, I'll, okay, but here's the real question though: is that you need to get get into? Is that how how high up is she from the first floor? Like I said, the well, the, 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 said the, the first the first floor, first was floor 15 to 20 feet. Yeah, I'd say it's it's about. 17 feet up. Well, yeah, okay, if we're going to so put a solid number on it. It's because in the way that I'm thinking about it is that if she's embedding these into the wall, she would need to make multiple attacks equal to the amount that she would need in order to be able to actually reach the first floor, if or, that makes sense. Or, or can I not just use fear, and I would then use also the bars on the windows, but at the top. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was, you I could, yeah, technically you could do that too, yeah. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, if she manages to get a hold of the bars on the first floor, I'll let her try and drive another pit in into the wall using her, like using a, a stab, like a stabbing motion, rather than having to throw it, like using it as a missile. Okay. Yeah, that that works. That's fair. Okay, so Anon, you've got the the first pitten in the wall. Go ahead and make uh because you're kicking up off of the first one to grab onto the barred the barred window of the the first floor. I'd say we'll make it an acrobatics check. Okay. okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no. Eleven. Eleven? Okay, you succeed. You right. succeed. So you managed to kick yourself up off this pit and you managed to grab, uh, I'd say, the bottom third of the, the vertical bars that make out the, the structure outside this window. Right. Now, I want to put another pit in just below the window so I can brace myself on it. Okay, go ahead and... I rolled an 8 against the wall. I'd say that you, you get it in there, but it's kind of hard to tell how how deep it is in there at the moment. Because, it, because you're preoccupied with holding on to the bars of the window at the same time. Okay, so I get my foot... I put my foot on the pit and put one foot on the wall, kind of bracing more of my weight on the wall with one hand grabbing onto the rail. Okay. What do you do from there? Uh, I want to see in the window. Okay. Uh, I'll say that you're, you look through the window, the curtains are drawn so that, that you, know, you can see into the room. Uh, it is a storage room. The window that you've climbed up is not the window into the mayor's office. Right. Now, at the window, is there any way of the inside opening these windows out? Or are they just sealed no, the, shut completely? No, the, the windows open inward in towards the room. Right, so what what's the mechanism then? What do you mean, what's the mechanism? Well, what kind of lock has it got? Are you going to try and get your hands through the bars and try to unlock the window? Well, I don't need my hands. I have thieves tools, darling. Yes, darling. But what I'm trying to say is, how are you going to get through the bars if you manage to open the window? It's not necessarily all... I just want to see if I, if I can open the window. Okay, um, go ahead and make a slight hand check using your thieves tools at disadvantage. Right, when you say disadvantage, because I have proficiency on thieves tools, so I get another plus two on top of my slight, slight of hand. Now, do I not add those or no no no, you, no, no, no. if you're no, if you're, no, if you're it, proficient no, then it, i'll let you add your proficiency bonus yeah it's basically you make that roll you do it with disadvantage but add your proficiency modifier yeah your proficiency modifier and the the sleight of hand bonus as well yeah exactly okay lowest i got was 11. it doesn't open interesting Okay, now uh, I'm just going back down again. Okay. Uh, because you are above 10 feet in uh, height from the ground, uh, go ahead and roll 1d4. And I'm deliberately making it a 1d4 because it is very early on in the campaign. Three. You take three points of bludgeoning damage from the fall. Wouldn't I just 
go down the way I came up. You didn't specify that. I'm in an asshole mood tonight. I know you are. <laughs> okay. Now what are you doing? Typing a uh, hate letter to uh, the DM oh, for yeah. making... No, that's that's not a hate letter. That's my obituary she's writing. <laughs> yeah. If there's not a bar and buffet, I'm not coming, Mayhem, so... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll... I mean... I mean, I'll be dead, so I've got no way in, uh, no way in saying what will be there and what won't be there. So you know. Okay. In you all know, serious... Corn, can we get a buffet for him? <laughs> in all seriousness, no. Though, how long did that take in order for her to be able to do all that? Because I would like to know. I'd say how close we are to I'd... getting to her location. I'd say she spent about ten minutes doing that. Ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. How long does it take to get from where we were to where she is? Um, given the time, of, given the time of day, uh, traffic wouldn't traffic wouldn't be too heavy. Like like foot traffic wouldn't be too heavy in that part of the city. So I would say it would take you fifteen minutes. So if both of you put yourselves roughly about there. Can you ping it again? Because I didn't right say it. about there. Okay. Um. Let me know when we get close to where that I can do a perception check to see if I can find her. Okay. And if we don't find her, then I would just like to start heading towards the bazaar with just me and uh, Alara. Okay, so I will say that in order to get to the the bazaar, you have to come out of the uh, the upper ring and... Sorry, you have to come out of the upper ring and the middle ring to get to the lower, uh, the lower section of the city. Yeah, yeah, because where she's at currently right now, located on the map, it's showing that there's a gate there. So honestly, if we don't find her there or near there, I'm just going to go straight through those two gates, go into the outer layer and start heading up towards the bazaar. Okay. That way that we can get everything done all at one fell swoop. Okay. Anon. But I need to know when we get closer to Anon. Anon, basically. what are you doing now? I'm gonna go find them. Okay, so you're coming out of the alley then? Yeah. Okay, are you going... Okay, you come out... Well, I'll, head to... I'll start heading in the direction of the lawmaker's building. Okay, so you're gonna head what is essentially down on the map. Yeah. Okay, so I say I'll say that you you end up walking for a couple of minutes. Uh, Zaris, go ahead and make that perception check. Um, sixteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say that you see her, unless okay. uh, unless hold on, Anon, are you still trying to blend in? Uh, I was at the beginning to make sure nobody saw me, but I'm less. Okay. Not really at the moment. Okay, yeah, Zaris, I'll say that you I'll say that you spot Anon in the crowd. I'll hold a hand out and to signal that we're we see you and we're heading your way. Okay. What do you guys do? Uh so all three of us are met up now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um 
I'll go ahead and start and say that we did get some information, but we need to go and talk to this Arthur individual in the bazaar. But the bazaar is on the outer rings, the lower rings. Sounds good. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What did you find out, Anon? That something at the mayor's office doesn't quite add up. I mean, to be honest, this entire town doesn't really add up. Th that's I'm still trying true. to figure out why the fucking dagger stabbed in my chest when I woke up, but... I've got a sneaky suspicion that the entire town is in on it, but I'm not 100% certain, certain on that. Yeah. Like, the, I've... The... Apparently, the mayor's meant to be a good guy who really cares about his people. But yet, he doesn't make himself publicly available. And he's got quite heavy security in his building. Is it possible that there are people that are out to try and kill him? Yeah, but then his windows would open in to out, not out to in, with the bars over the top. Like they're Don't keeping them in, been... not out. Well, you hold up. You said bars, though, right? At, at, the, at the windows. How far are we close to that building that she was just at with uh, the mayor? I would say... Because Anon was coming towards your end of the, the ring and you were kind of like meeting in the middle, I'd say that it's about a, a 10 minute walk. Is it possible that we could walk over that back to that exact location where she was just at with the bars and yep. then still make it over there in time to get to the bazaar to see this Arthur individual? I mean, okay, so in terms of timeline, you've like for that specific day, you've got plenty of time left in the business day in order to do stuff. I mean, okay. For all, all, all you know is that Arthur Bombal is a merchant, and you can assume, given what you know of trading hours and how they work, you've got the better part of, I'd say, anywhere between five and a half and six hours left of the day in order to uh, make it to his store. Okay, that's plenty of time. And on, do you still have your thieves' tools? Yep. Okay. Always. Uh, uh, take me to that spot you were just at, uh, oh, and oh, oh. let's do it stealthily so that we don't get caught. Okay, all of you go ahead and roll Agreed. stealth checks. That is a nat fucking 20 if I ever saw one. Bitch! <laughs> nice work. I'm not even going to question it. Eighteen. Ilara. With the added 20. Nice, dirty 20. Okay. You guys blend in seamlessly to the crowd. And okay. I'll say uh, that given given the fact that Anon's already been there, it takes you it it doesn't take you the, the 10 minutes that it should take you to get there. You get there in just over five. Okay, give me. I know what I'm going to do, but I need to word it exactly the way that I'm going to do it. So give me uh -huh. just a second. Are you, gonna, are you being very careful about your wording? I am indeed. <laughs> I love it. 
I will say that uh, as you guys make your way back towards the uh, the mayor's office, uh, you begin to see that there's a second wave of people uh, coming out of uh, various office buildings, various uh, very fancy looking homes, and that is what allows you to to blend into the crowd so seamlessly. Is that it's a it's a second wave of uh, foot traffic. Okay, um, what? We get to that exact location she was at with the metal bars, correct? Yeah. She yeah. Okay. Anon leads you around the, the the alleyway and you come right to the uh the rear side of the, the mayor's office I building. Want, I want Anon to point to me to the exact window that she needs to get up to. Okay. Well, it would be the same window I tried to get in earlier because it's still got my my, my, my things in, in the wall. You never retrieved okay. them? Well, I didn't specify. Oh, okay, okay. Smartass. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to say that I am going to use um, my Sculpt Ice to target that metal bar and get it to exactly 1,538 Celsius in the temperature of the negative aspects to freeze it to the point that it turns into quite literally just brittle and that she can go in and just tap it with her finger and break the metal and cause it to shatter. Okay. Okay, nice. so you, you cast that and you watch this heavy layer of uh, frost just spread across the, the iron bars that make up the, the structure that's outside of the window. Um, you see the frost eventually turn from frost into ice, and that's when you know that the, the spell is done casting. Okay. So... Or the cantrip, sorry. Yeah, so Anon, uh, what I've just done is I've frozen those metal bars to the point to where that all you have to do is just tap it very slightly, and yeah. it will break and it will right. shatter. Um, so try getting back up there again and seeing if you can get through that window this time. Are you going to make me roll again? I am indeed. Or we could just, or, or Zaris and Alara could just throw Anon up as high as we can. <laughs> 22. Okay, as you... Or she can backflip off walls and do fucking parkour or just jump through the fucking window. Okay, got it. <laughs> Anon. <laughs> Anon. Yeah. As you get your holding back on the same position on that wall, make a perception check. Nine. Okay. Uh, I'll say that you see the briefest piece of movement in that room. You don't know what it is, but you, you swear you see movement. Okay. Okay. Continue with your plan. Right, so I gently just flick the bars. Okay, give me a second. Okay. You feel the bars just completely shatter and crumble in your 
uh, against the the knuckles of your hands and you just hear the the shards of metal clink onto the ground several feet below and i'm gonna unlock the window okay go ahead and make a sleight of hand uh yeah make a slight hand check using your thieves tools uh just a straight roll because it's not a disadvantage anymore Okay, I just rolled a crit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it takes you about three seconds in order to pick the lock on the window, and you feel like you are just gliding a knife through extremely soft butter. This lock is no problem for you whatsoever. Right, so I then open the window. I climb in. Make another perception check. Eighteen. There is an individual standing in this room, and the room itself is rectangular in shape. It is about ten feet wide by about twenty feet long. I'm gonna see if they notice you coming in through the window. Nope. They do not hear you coming through the window. What do you do? Okay. I slowly reach my hand out the window and okay. then I point quite vigorously inside so that hopefully my companions down below get some sort of message. What is it that you're trying to communicate? I am pointing one finger up and then I am pointing into the window. Uh, to hopefully that there, I can see, I can tell them that there is someone in here. Zaris and Elara, go ahead and make a straight intelligence check for me. And Zaris, uh, twelve. Okay, Elara. You understand, you understand easily enough what it is that Anon is trying to communicate to you. You understand that she is trying to tell you that there is somebody in this room that she has just managed to pick the lock of the window to get into. Zaris, you're a little bit confused. Now, there's several ways that we can go about this. We can go from here, or we can take a little bit of time and Alara can uh, fill in the gap of your knowledge before you do anything. I would say let, a, a, let Alara fill me in on the knowledge because that that seems like the smarter aspect okay so Elara, you spent a couple of seconds quietly uh telling zaris that anon is relaying to you that there is somebody inside this room anon okay. what do you do so is so i'm looking at the person yeah what can i tell from them just by looking at them i'm not taking my eyes off of them okay so from looking at them from behind, you can tell that they are about five foot ten, rather slender build. Uh, they're wearing what looks to be uh, sort of like janitorial clothing, so overalls and long sleeved, um, almost like a boiler suit sort of uh, designed clothing. Uh, they are in the process of loading up a small cart with various little boxes of uh office supplies so it's obvious that they've been sent here to gather things for the people to work inside uh but apart from that you don't really see much 
Anything that you want to do? I am now going to stealthily disappear into the storage. Okay, so the interior of this room is, uh, it's made up of four rows of very tall floor-to-ceiling shelving units. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got probably about a three-foot gap in between each one. Um, and the shelving units are probably about, I'd say about two foot deep each. So from, uh, the like from tip to tip of the, the shelves. They are not solid backed. You can see straight through the shelving units. Uh, it's basically just like the, the frame with open shelving so that you can reach yeah. for whatever you want from either side. So yeah, I will say, sense. I'd say go ahead and roll a, a straight up stealth roll. And I'm going to roll a, a perception check on behalf of the, the janitor. Fifteen. You just, and I swear to God, you just succeed. Okay, so I just find a box big enough to hide behind. Yeah, he rolled a fourteen, by the way. Cool. Okay, so what is it that you're doing now that you're hiding behind? Are you waiting, or are you just... I'm gonna wait till he leaves. Okay. Because he's obviously collecting things to then take away. Okay. So you watch as what feels like a very painful 30 to 45 seconds passes by before he finishes loading up the cart, opening the door uh, back into the, the main structure of the building and just walking back out. Roll okay. What's the door? Did he lock the door behind him or was it the door has no lock? What is your passive perception? Passive perception. I'm not gonna make you roll for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna base it off of your passive. What do you mean by passive perception? You should have a passive perception skill, shouldn't you? It's underneath your skills. There's a passive wisdom parentheses perception, and then there's a number next to it that tells you what your passive perception is. I've never done or used that before. Okay, give me a second. I'm pulling up your character sheet. Oh, no, she doesn't have that. Oh, shit. Okay, so it would normally be... Uh... It's based off of wisdom, so whatever her wisdom modifier is. Uh... Yeah, but what do you add to it? Is it 10 plus your wisdom? It's 10 plus your modifier for wisdom. Okay, so you've so got an 11. Yeah. Um, I'll say you don't hear anything. You don't hear anything that makes you think that he's locked the door. Okay. So we'll jump back down to Zaris and Alara. What are you guys doing? I'm going to ask Alara if we should wait on Anon to get back, or should we go and head towards the bazaar to find Arthur. If we went to the bazaar, we would just be leaving Anon there. It's... I don't know if it's worth waiting, just like sort of hiding near that window, because she's going to be coming out the window most likely. So, or, but then... Well, how about this? How about one of us stay here and the other one go? 
and that way if trouble comes about then you can go in or one of us can go in and help and get them out of the situation don't mind do you want to stay or do you want me to stay uh, I'll stay. Okay. Alright, so um, I will start making my way towards the bazaar then, that way that the two of them can do whatever they need to do here to find out whatever information that they can, and I uh, will go get additional information from this Arthur. Okay. Uh, I will say that as you come to the gates that act as the entry into the inner ring or the up uh, the upper ring, sorry, of the city, uh, you notice that the guards are giving you sort of like a once over. They're they're a little bit confused. They don't recognize you. So how do you react to that? Uh, I just say uh, both of them are um, male figures, correct? Yes. Okay, I will say uh, good evening, gentlemen, and I will continue walking on by. As, as if it's casually. As you, as you pass uh, the guards and you actually get through the gate, you hear one of them go, did he just say good evening? It's morning, right? Or have I been... Good morning. <laughs> do you, good do you, morning. Do you call out your, your correction? Yeah, I'll call out my correction. Okay, uh... Go ahead and make. I'll, say, I'll 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 do it. Be like, uh, good morning. I'm I'm sorry. It's 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 already been a long day. It's okay. Go I'm, ahead and make. I'm a very tired. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Perception. Or yes. Per okay. Uh, eighteen. You turn your head as you're saying that, and you notice uh, after you finish speaking that one of the guards peeks his head around the gate and looks at you and goes, "Good morning." I thought that. Okay, okay, have a nice day. Be on your way. And you just keep on going. Okay. So. I have to make it through the second gate too, don't I? Or is it, yeah, is it yeah, less? It, 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 for the second gate, getting through that one is just going to be a case of just walking by. It's it's more the the reason that the guards are very scrupulous is because of the the status of that particular se uh, section of the city. Whereas when you go into the lower tiers, the guards are a little bit less, you know, they're a little bit more laissez-faire about it. Right, I got you. Okay. So, Ilera, um, Ilera, what are you doing after Zaris has departed? Honestly, I'm just trying to stay hidden. That's okay. all I'm really sort of doing. I'd, I'd say that just you... Just see if anyone's coming over. <laughs> Actually, now that you've said that, go ahead and make a perception check as you peer out around the alley back into the street. Twenty-one. Yeah, there's there's nobody that even remotely gives you the inkling that there's going to be uh, they they plan on coming this way. You're fine. Okay. Do you? We'll, we'll jump back over to Anon. Anon, now that you are alone in this room, what is it that right, you are... I'm sticking my head out the window. Do you see Alara? You do not see Zaris. And I go, psst. Alara! Mm -hmm. Do you want up? Yes. Right, uh, and I, I put my rope down. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 
Alara, make a athletics check to see how successfully you pull yourself up. Okay, okay. here's the thing, though, because Anon is helping with the rope. I will say, oh. I will say, go ahead and roll with advantage. Okay. 17. With the advantage? Yeah, that's without advantage. Yeah. Advantage. Roll again to see if you get higher. Yeah. That was 16, that one. Okay. Either way, with either of those rolls, you would have made it up successfully. Um, you managed to climb yourself through the window. You are now in the storage closet along with Anon. What are okay, the two? I, I, I now wrap my rope back into my pack. Okay. It takes you a couple of seconds and it's back in your pack. What next? Right. So we're, we're in storage cupboard. And apparently the, the mayor's office is up here. Do you want to go see him? I do, but you were pointing that there was uh, someone walking about. Was that someone we need to worry about? or Well, uh, no, I just saw you pointing. Just the janitor getting stuff because, you know, this is a storage room. True, true. Yeah. Okay, let, let, let's just go. Yeah, I, I, I try not to get in a fight because I've, I've already hurt someone quite badly. I don't want to do the same thing. Okay. Well, not when we're going to get seen anyway. Okay, so as you guys uh, exit the storage closet, I'm going to have you guys. Uh... Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Go ahead and roll stealth checks to blend in with the people that are already roaming the corridors. Fourteen. Thirteen? Yeah, okay, easy enough. You guys managed to blend in. Um, there's probably anywhere between... There, oh, okay, so I'll say that there's about... I'll say there's about five or six people making their way up and down this respective hallway. It's just people carrying stacks of paper you you just get the sense that they're going about their business they're not really paying attention to one another they're not like focusing on who is who so you guys okay so at where you stand it's probably about two-thirds of the way up the uh up the corridor there's three more buildings to your left and then the majority of the building uh rooms sorry why did i say buildings uh, you've got two or three rooms on your left, and you've got about six rooms on your right. Which way do you want to go? Do I recognize where I'm at from having been in the ground floor looking up? You can glance over the railing to look at the the ground floor where all the clerk's desks are. If you wish to. Yeah. Okay, so you glance over and you are you're definitely on the first floor you see the clerk that you uh you encountered earlier on facing away like in the, he's looking in the same direction you are he's looking towards the door so in fact all of the clerks are uh the main staircase that leads uh up towards the first floor that is located in the set like the the dead center of the room is probably maybe about 10 feet to your right 
uh there are two guards at the bottom of that staircase but from what you can remember you're pretty sure that guard uh you're pretty sure that clerk uh pointed out or you noticed that there were guards at the top as well okay and if i want to roll to see which door is the mayor's door would that be investigation it would indeed yes right i'm rolling for that okay Elera, I will say that you have the ability to help Anon with this, which would cause her to roll advantage, or you can roll separately to see who gets the better roll. I'll help. Okay. Anon, roll with advantage. Okay, my first roll was 23. Jesus Christ. Fuck. <laughs> and my second roll was a crit, was crit, crit 20. For a investigation uh, yeah well i'm asking what's your modifier sorry you cut it there but what's your mod um, yeah what's your modifier for investigation plus four okay see so okay okay um you, you you take a little bit of time to scan the the corridor and you, you manage to see that there is one door that is different than the others instead of it being a single door it's a double door and it's got uh, very ornate brass uh, handles on each of the on each side of the doors. Um, you you would you would probably assume that that is the the doorway to someone of a high stature's office, uh, given where you are. So it would not be entirely unreasonable to assume that that is the doorway to the mayor's office. Right. So, I I grab Valera's hand and I head to that one. Yes. Okay, I will say make another stealth check. Actually, no, make a perception check. Both of us? Oh no, one. I mean, both of you can... I, yeah, actually, both of you can make a perception check. <laughs> 22 holy oh, fucking shit Elera. okay Adon, you are so focused on getting towards this set of double doors that you literally have tunnel vision whereas Elera, with your um with your background and taking in your taking your surroundings into account of like knowing like where every person is in relation to your built uh, to the buildings that you're in uh, where all the exits and the windows are and basically all the st uh, strategic points you notice that as the the corridor in front of you splits off to the left the guards are approximately two-thirds of the way down that side portion and they look like they're going to be coming and wrapping around to where you guys are so at this point, I'll say that you're about 10 feet away from the double doors, and they're about, I'd say they're about 15 feet away. So you're going to have to act quickly and carefully on what your next move is.
I want to try and chance sort of quickly kind of stealthing it to the doors, but then if they're coming up, they're going to see, so it's probably best to kind of go back. Yeah, wait for them to pass and then go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, as the guards wrap their way around to the side of the uh, the first floor corridors that you are on, they do see you. But they do not seem to give you the time of day that you're expecting guards to, to give. They're not looking in detail at who you are. They, they walk past you and just continue their patrol. They rolled real shitty on their fucking investigation. So, shall, shall we go in? After you, Anon. Cool. Okay. Describe how we, you, describe what you want to do. Well, we we head to the door. Yep. We and then we just kind of open the door slightly and we slip in and we close the door. Okay. As you make your way into the interior of this room and close the door behind you, you hear a figure uh about 10 feet behind you, just humming away, and you hear the very faint scribbling of a quill on parchment paper. About a couple of seconds go by, and you hear the words, uh, excuse me? Can I help you? Are you the mayor? Well, if I'm not, then I'm certainly in the wrong office. Then, yes, you can help us. You turn around and you see this middle-aged, red-skinned tiefling with a very, very shockingly white goatee and white hair. He is dressed in a very, very expensive and fine purple waistcoat and a white shirt. And he is sitting at a beautiful mahogany desk with a leather uh, square section embedded in, in the center of it. You see him sit back in his chair and just sort of cock his head to one side and go, None of my staff w carry weapons. Give me a good reason why I shouldn't summon the guards and have you arrested right now. We're not here to kill you, I promise. I've heard, we just I've need heard that. We just need information. That's the exact words that a hostile entity would ha would say. You're not you're we, you're not you're not painting yourselves in a good light here. I I am aware of this. Um it was quite hard to get in to see you. You see you you don't make yourself available. Well, there's a reason for that, being the mayor of a very large and very prosperous city that, you know, can attract the wrong kinds of people with nefarious interests, such as yourselves, for instance. We see, that's what we want to talk to you about. There's a problem here, and we wish to solve it. You see him put his quill back into its little uh, placeholder. And he, he leans forward with his elbows on the desk and his, his fingers interlaced together and resting his chin on his hands and goes, Well, enlighten me 
as to the problems of my city. You How many care... seats are there near him? There are... You care about your people. Okay, let me let me answer Alara's question before we get onto yours. Uh Alara, on the opposite side of the desk to where he is sitting, there are two well-crafted uh they're not armchairs, but they're slightly larger than regular chairs, and they seem to be quite well made, nicely padded. In that case, I want to grab Anon's arm and just take her to the chair, and I'll sit in the other one. Okay, you guys sit, and you actually see the mayor scoot himself back in his own chair, just a couple of, uh, just up a couple of inches, nearly a foot, just to maintain a little bit of distance from you guys. So, mm -hmm. Anon, as you were saying. Okay, I, I make sure that he can see my hands, so that there's no funny business. Okay. You care about your people. You, you, you want to introduce new legislation that reduces tax rates up to 15%, yes? He smiles and goes, my, my, you really have done your homework, haven't you? Well, not that that would have been very difficult. That is actually public knowledge. But if you're trying to make lives better, then why are you letting Dragon Fang Splitter still run about, conning people into a lot of their money and leaving them bankrupt? You see him straighten himself up. He actually uses both hands to reposition like, position himself in his chair and just says, Forgive me, miss. I, I am... I am not acclimated to the name that you have just given me. This 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 fang splitter you care to you care to mention. Uh in what context have you come to learn his name? Is in the context is we were hired to make sure he was no longer a threat to those who are just trying to make their livelihoods. So you've been hired as some sort of vigilante, am I right? Of sorts. He looks to you, Alara, and just says, I'm assuming that you are in cohorts with this, uh, with this individual. Well, I wouldn't be sitting with them, would I? It's never too careful to ask questions. I mean, you know, carefulness is how I got to this position. So, forgive me. I got your colleague's name, but I didn't happen to catch yours. A Daragon. Make a deception check. Nineteen. Oh shit, you're good. Okay. Yeah. He believes you. Um Okay. You see him just, he gives you a slight nod, sort of like a, a welcoming gesture and just says, okay. I, 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 I'm honestly stumped as to why you've snuck your way past my guards and into my office just to tell me that my city is home to a criminal who is supposedly extorting people. 
It's um, not just extorting some people, it's extorting most of your population, especially those in your poorest areas, leaving them with hardly any money to put food on the table or to keep the roofs over their heads. You'll forgive me if this is the first time that I have heard of I've heard of this matter. I I I can honestly tell you that uh, you know what you were we telling were sent me in your direction hoping that you would be able to help those who needed help. We were told that if anyone we could trust into help bringing down this abominable man, it would be you. Who was it that, you, that sent Christ. you? Why does everyone not know who this bloody person is? It's like he's a bloody ghost, but yet he's, you can fucking see the drama that's caused outside your fucking town. Go ahead and make an intimidation check. Alera, Anon. He looked look <laughs> Oh, shit. That's a nat 20, isn't it? 25! <gasps> you see as the mayor visibly recoils from your words eyes wide he's not shaking but you definitely caught him off guard you see him sort of take a minute to gather his composure and he looks at you alara and says i appreciate your concern and i am i appreciate your outburst and then he turns to you, Anon, and he says, If you'd be so kind, could you please tell me the name of the individual who told you that I would be of such help to your rather concerningly illegitimately formed investigation? One of the merchants in your city. Yes, I understand now, that it was... To our contracts, I'm afraid they must remain confidential. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Yeah, shit, 13. He looks at you and he says, I completely understand the detailed oriented nature of a contract, my dear. But you do have to understand that if you really want the individual that you work for in order to gain as much help as possible, I need to know details. Well, how about the fact that Dragon has your own dock master and quite a lot of your city guards on his paycheck. He's bribing them into looking the other way so that they he can do whatever he wants. Make a deception check because you know No, that that is no, true. No, no, no. You know nothing about the dock master. You haven't confronted the dock master. You haven't investigated the dock master. You had like you guys legit have not done a single damn thing with regards Crit. to the dock uh, for fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's the session that is going to break my ass. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. You you see the mayor uh frantically scribbling down details and he, he takes a moment to look back up to you and goes, My dock master. My your dock master. My my city guards. Your city guards. So you're basically telling me that two thirds of my city's security infrastructure and official infrastructure are corrupt. Yep. He drops Mate, it. He, I don't even dro- trust your law master. He turns to you. He, his head snaps to you, Alara, and just says, "Wait." You've been to visit my lawmaster? You've been to visit Lucinda Grohl? Maybe. Well, I'm going to assume that the fact that you're bringing up my lawmaster means that you have encountered them prior to coming to see me. So I want to know this. What was the extent of your conversation with Lucinda Grohl? At this point, he, well. at, at this point, he is chopping and changing his attention to both Anon and Alera. So he's looking at answers from both of you. I wasn't there. I was trying to get in to see you. He gives you a very just he, he gives you a very subtle nod with a facial expression of confusion mixed with. Concern and very vague fear. Ilera, you were saying. Well, your lawmaster also doesn't seem to know of this uh, dragon, and I'm honest with you, they they'd rather charge money to to, to charge extra money to go and see you. Don't know if that's official on the records, is it, Mister? You see him, he's visibly confused. He, he, sa- he looks to you, Alara, and says, did you try to persuade my lawmaster in any way, shape, or form to open an official inquiry? Not at all. I just stated that I wanted to get an appointment with you. And then she just wanted to ask more information about me, do a forum, and... Ask for extra money to put me up the chain. And that's all we got. The, 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 the expression of concern grows upon his face as he sits up and says, Well, regarding your access to gaining an audience with myself, I would definitely say that one of the methods that you would have legitimately gone around that, rather than sneaking in through my my office doors, would have been to make a formal request by way of Lucinda Grohl and her department, uh, since she is my first point of contact in regard to all uh, lawful business. She answers directly to me, and the bulk of concerns regarding the city's uh, security and safety do come through her. Uh, or you could have made, uh, or you could have attempted to have made a appointment downstairs with one of the very various number of clerks that we have working all around the all around the hours of the day. So, oh, I tried. Listen, that. listen, listen, Why listen. You should. On my way. I understand that 
not every request to gain an audience with me is granted. I am sure that you must understand that I am a very busy individual. And he points to the stack of paperwork. He points to the stack of paperwork that's sitting on his desk. And he just goes, this needs to be done within the next hour. And then I'm going to get a fresh stack, which is probably about two or three times higher than that. And then that needs to be done within the next two to three hours. You see where but, I'm going with this, wait, right? But I thought with an individual terrorizing you and your bloody town, I think you'd be a bit more fucking concerned at what we, what we got for you. Your clerics don't seem to give two shits what we have to say. He leans forward, uh, leans forward across the desk and just goes, that would be a matter for the lawmaster. It does not call for immediate attention of the mayor. As regard to my clerks, they are receptionists. They do not handle any official business other than correspondence and uh, meetings, booking and receiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if it was your life, it would be slightly different. Alara. Hello. What? And uh, I turned to the mayor. Do you not think that there would have been people who have tried to get into contact you using the official ways before? Do you not think that with such a a problem? person in your city causing so much misery that people haven't tried to get you to listen to them before he sits back we, sort of... i can guarantee you we would not be the first people trying to tell you this he sits but back the fact in his chair is, is that their pe your people are so terrified of this man that they cannot trust anyone they cannot trust anyone higher up they you do see, not trust your clerks they do not trust your city guards because they know that they are on his paycheck you see him sit back it takes a moment for him to gather his composure as you have actually managed to rile him up he takes a deep breath and then proceeds to say like I have already stated, this is the first time that I have heard of such an individual conducting said activities in the city. You can take my word or you can leave it. I really could not give a shit about the opinions of two people who have snuck their way into my office carrying weapons and the first words that come out of their mouths are that they don't plan on killing me now i am going to be 100 percent honest with you if i had known about the existence of such a criminal entity within my city i would have fucking acted on it and not let it lie and I would have held any and all people in cohorts with said individual to the full extent of the law, as is my power granted by the Grand Justice of Vardor and the full weight of the crown. Well then, I have nothing more to say to you. 
I have let you know that there is such a person in your city. It is up to you now. You see him raise a hand and he spins two fingers in the air in a full circle. And about five seconds later, you hear a on the door as two guards walk in. Two half-orcs, one male, one female, carrying a spear and a shield each. Uh, these are the guards that were patrolling uh, the top, like the, the top corridors that you guys had, uh, had stealthed your way across in order to get to the office. You hear the female saying, uh, you summoned us, us, Lord Mayor. And he just goes, oh, yes, uh, Captain, I would like you to conduct an official inquiry starting, uh, starting now, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, um, yes, and you actually, you see them come to the sides of the desk. They actually look at you guys rather inquisitively, and he just goes, no, no, never mind them. Just pay attention to what I and anything they have to say as well. And he's, ne he's not breaking eye contact with either of you. You see the female half-orc pull out a small, uh, a small notebook and a very small quill that doesn't actually seem to be, like, dipped in anything. And she just goes, okay, um, what, 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 what inquiry would you like me to, uh, to undertake, sir? And he just goes, I would like you to conduct a formal investigation across the full span of the city regarding the identity of one individual, and he looks at you and goes, Dragon Fang Splitter, am I correct? I just nod. Anon? Hold on, I'm trying to see where I found his full name before. I'm trying to make sure it's, I've, I've pronounced it correctly. It was Fang Splitter, wasn't it? I'm curious what it was. Well, that's what I've got, what I've got in my notes anyway. Okay. Well, Drake. if it's yeah, in. Dragon. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So he nods uh, after you give him confirmation, and you see the, ha you see the male uh, half orc say, Okay, my lord. Um, and where does this individual operate out of? And he looks to, uh, he looks to you, Anon, and he says, Well, maybe my unexpected guest here could, uh, could give you that information. Would you care to tell my guards as to where they should start looking for this individual? Hold on, I think I had something. Apparently he lives in the north of the city. Okay, you see the half-orc scribbling down a, a very brief note before saying, have you any more details than that? It's just that... The north of the city kind of covers a white area. We're going to need a little bit more on that. Other than he has a lot of people doing his bidding. Okay, so he, he's... He, uh, he... No, but I can tell you that you should maybe perhaps visit the dock master for more information about him. Okay, so you see, you see him taking more notes, and he says, right, okay, and what exactly is the activity that this individual is believed to be engaging in? But you have to bear in mind, these, these guards know shit about what you're, what you're talking about, so they're, they're, they're blind. Yeah, no, I'm trying to find my notes. You see the, uh, you see the mayor look to the, the male half-arc and just goes, these two individuals believe that the person that I'm conducting an investigation into are 
guilty of extortion, bribery, and corruption. So I would appreciate it if the two of you could assemble a small group of uh, Crown's Guard and get this matter looked into with the swiftest timescale. If these people are, to be are believed to be correct, then I want this taken care of by the end of the week. And I want results. Otherwise, you will be handing me your official transfer paperwork come the beginning of next week, should you fail. You see both of the, the Crown's guards that are standing on either side of the desk sort of straighten up a little bit, like, surprised at the words that the mayor's just said to them before giving a small nod. Uh, composing themselves, putting their uh, notebooks back in their pockets, and just leaving the office. The door closes behind them, and the mayor—he's—he's he's more of an—he's in—he's in a more of a relaxed position at the moment. He's not quite as uptight or on edge as he was. He just looks at the three, uh, the two of you, and says, "There, have I installed some sort of trust within you?" I want it to be known that I never disbelieved a word you were saying. It's just, I had no knowledge. Now that you have come to me with knowledge, I have been able to act upon it. I have always meant the best for the people in my city. And if that means that I have to act on something that I have only just come to light about, then I cannot be blamed for not having known previously. Now, is there anything else that I can assist you with today? Or are you here to try and tell me how I should be running my city? No, I, we shall let you get I, back to your paperwork. Before we go, though, Anon. Yeah? We want to help. We want to help. We want this dragon gone. We don't want any more shite happening in your beloved city. And in what we want to be involved as much. So in, in what capacity would you possibly be able to help in an official sense? You made a pretty good guess on what kind of people we were when we came in. We have methods. As I said, we want I'm to help. Going to, I'm, going to pretend, I'm going to pretend that I don't know what you're talking about. Because if I did acknowledge that I know what you're talking about, I would become an ex a possible accessory to murder. So, we're going to forget that you, usher you uttered that sentence. And I'm going to say that as long as you do not spill blood in my city, I will make sure that the Crown's Guard who have been tasked with investigating this matter do not look at you as suspects. They will not they will not turn a blind eye to your actions. Should you find yourself in a rather uh damning situation, they will have permission to act within full force of the law and treat you accordingly. And say if we need to talk to you about anything else that we find out, how can we speed up the process of speaking to you? Is there any way? Because you see him, we don't want to. You see him reach into a drawer that's uh, on the left-hand side of his uh, of his chair. 
who rummages around for a split second. He's looking for something. He pulls out a he pulls out a silver coin, and he flips it to you. He says, "Should you be in need of expediting the process of seeing me, I would ask that you merely show the guards situated at the bottom of the main staircase this coin. They will escort you up." And provided that I am available, I will give you as much time as you need. And is this coin at all taken from me, or can it be unlimited use within reason? I will be asking for the coin back once our official business is concluded, yes. That is not a permanent keepsake. That is granted to you for the duration of the time that I deem you worthy of holding it. I thank you, sir. Okay. So, is there anything I can help? Is there anything else I can help you with? Because I am, I, I really am a very busy man today. Not at all. Mayor, your name, please. I am please. done for name, Mayor. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to have to give me a second so I can pull up the, uh, the session notes that actually have his name in it, because I was not in, I was not actually counting on you guys the rolling. DM could remember the mayor's no, name. No, 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 I'd actually, no, it's not that. It's that I'd actually planned on you fucking meeting him at a later session. Uh, well, shit. <laughs> unprepared DM. It's not unprepared at all. You are guilty of doing the exact same thing. I've never attested to Hashtag that. Hashtag speed boost. Uh, it is this session. Ah, yes. Okay. I, 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 like, before you asked, Ilara, I did have a, a vague recollection of what the name is. The mayor's name is Gregory Slane. Gregory Slane? S-L-A-N-E. So, if that concludes you guys' business uh, with the mayor, I'm going to go ahead and swap back over to Zaris. Uh, Hello. Zaris, I will say that it takes you roughly, given the time of day, increased foot traffic as you get into lower portions of the city, I'd say it takes about 45 minutes uh, for you to get yourself to roughly this location on the map you find yourself at the edge of the Drid bazaar which as you as you are aware this is the uh this is the more lower class market in valorondir like i said uh in session zero this is the market where it's like your your last resort market um for people who are a bit down on their luck at any given point to go and get like food that's maybe going out of date or it's going bad at that point and they literally have nothing else to to feed themselves or they don't have enough money to get like fresh produce and fresh meats this is where they would go um you've got your your very low end uh merchants around here so people who don't make the best quality uh craftsmanship 
uh, or services that are a little bit of the lower quality as well. So maybe tailors who can patch up a small hole and that's about it. So you make your way through the streets. It's, I'd say, yeah, it's about midday by this point. Streets are relatively busy. Uh, there's people coming and going. You see uh, horses and carts going down various streets. It's not uncommon for you to see beggars sitting on the, the sidewalk. Um, some of them have got small uh, metal cans of which you can see a couple of copper sitting in them. Uh, they don't really... They don't bother you as you walk past them. It's sort of you uh, when you get, when you look at them, you get the sense that these are people who have given up trying to beg for money, and if they get any money at all, then they just sort of take it and give thanks. But they're not going to put any effort into asking for it. Um, as you make your way towards the the back portion of the bazaar, you come to a rather rickety stonework building that has a very old splintered sign hanging in the doorway that reads Bombles, Bells and Whistles. Uh, you open the door and you hear this very dull clang of a bell uh, ringing as you go through. And as you step into the building, it is a very... I think the best word I can use to describe it is cluttered. It's a very cluttered uh, storefront with basically every trinket and odds and ends that you could possibly think of making up the entirety of the shelf space and even some of the floor space as well. Uh, for, <laughs> for, uh, for the people listening at home, I have actually just remembered to uh, hit the, uh, the file for the, the audio so you guys can hear this as well now. I did for I did remember. Um so I'm kind of proud of myself, not gonna lie, because I genuinely thought I was gonna forget. So, Zaris, as you make your way into Bombles, Bells, and Whistles, you see that there is a very elderly male, uh human male sitting atop a rickety what almost looks like a somewhat broken bar stool. He's got a long bleach white beard with very thin, scraggly white hair on his almost entirely bald head. He looks up to you and goes, Ah, oh, yes, my boy. What can I do for you? Uh, two things. One, and this is just personal, uh, being intrigued by your wares, would you happen to have a ring known as the ring of the middle finger? He sort of, he, he, he scoots forward on his bar stool and he squints his eyes and he goes, I, I haven't heard of such a ring. Uh, to tell me, good sir, what does this ring do? Uh... I can put the ring on my middle finger and uh, as a uh, out of character session, the ring, the ring of the middle finger quite literally lets me flip somebody the bird as a free action and I can give them disadvantage on the next saving throw that they use. Oh my God. I love it. 
Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, it, it exists. exists. <laughs> it exists. Yeah. What's, what's funny is that that's an uncommon item, so it's not like that I won't be able to find something like that in a rickety down store like this. It's just the fact of can I roll high enough to find something like that in a store like this? Okay, Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. But it's classified as an uncommon item. Okay. But it quite literally, I have to put it on my middle finger. And as a free action, I flick somebody off with the bird and I give them disadvantage on their next saving throw. Okay, so you see him as he, he scratches his head a little bit and he hops off of his stool and he hobbles forward like very slowly. This is a very old man and he is taking his, as long as he can to get to, uh, to one of the shelves. You see him sort of strain his back into a straight-up position from this very huddled uh, one that he was walking in. And he goes, Ah, ring of the middle finger. Okay. He starts rumming ar around some of the boxes and uh, opening some uh, up. If, if, it, if it helps you, good sir, the ring actually is uh, more of a silver color and it has an actual bird engraved into the ring if that he, will help. uh he holds up a, a hand and acknowledgement goes i got you i got you just give me a fucking minute okay and he sort of rummages around these boxes he he goes through about five or six boxes before he goes I, is this what you're looking for and he, he does hold up a, a silver ring uh, with a, what looks to be a raven engraved in the center of it. Can I roll an inside check or an arcana check to see if it's the exact ring I'm looking for? Yeah, you can. Go ahead. Cool. That's a nat fucking 20. That is your second nat 20 of the night. Not even fucking joking. I'll take a goddamn picture of it if you want me to. No, it's fine. I'll believe you. I'll believe you. I trust my players, ladies and gentlemen. I trust them not to screw me. So you see, um, you see the exact ring that you're looking for. Uh, you see him turn around. He comes towards you. It takes him about 30 seconds to get across the, the very short distance over towards you. Uh, he holds the ring up sort of like, sort of like chest height to you. And he sort of like twirls it around and goes, is this what you were talking about? It seems so, my friend. Uh, oh, may, okay. I, may I inquire how much you would like for that, that said ring? And he looks at it and he sort of blows some of the dust off it and he goes, I've had this for... Hell, I don't even know how long I've had this for. Uh, I'll sell it to you for five silver. I'll tell you what. Uh... To get on to my second inquiry as to why I'm here, I'll give you two gold pieces for the ring and a little bit of information. Hell, two gold for this shitty old thing? Hey, sure, but I, what kind of, what information are you looking for, son? So, I'm in town looking for a specific individual that I have been told has been causing you some trouble. And I would like to end that said trouble for you. Uh, you talking about my wife? <laughs> uh, not quite. 
I have been told that a certain individual, the name of uh, Dragon, I think it's pronounced. He drops. Uh, he drops the ring, and his eyes go wide. Now, before you say anything, I'm not here to cause trouble. Yeah, I'm man, actually. I'm here to uh, cause trouble. Uh, that bastard robbed me. I. That's what I'm trying to get across. I'm here to help you. I want to make sure that you get your stuff back and that dragon is done away with for good. So make a persuasion been, check. It's very good that I am good at persuasion, man. I was about to say, you better be good at it. Uh, I'm, I did roll a 19 with the modifier. Fucking hell. Okay. Okay. You see him. He he takes a he takes a minute to bend down and uh, pick up the ring before putting it on the uh, the counter before slowly and very hobbly making his way back around and perching himself back up on the stool. He just he does his best to scoot himself forward so that he can lean on the on the on the counter and he just goes, "Al son, I'm gonna be completely honest with you." I, I don't know how you're gonna help me. I mean, short of getting my grandson back, I don't know what else you can do. Oh. How about we make the deal that uh, in this case, I'm still gonna give you the two gold for the ring and any information that you can give me. But as a little extra incentive to you, I will also be inclined to go and look for your grandson, what you said? Yeah, my grandson. I will make it my top priority to go and look for your grandson, as well as take care of the problem of Dragon and remove that, e that negative equation from your existence aware that you never have to deal with him again okay so you see him he takes the two gold and he slides the ring across the counter it almost falls off the far edge uh he just he says to you he says hey give me give me a second sonny i'll, I'll i'm gonna I'm be right back and you, you see him hop off the chair again and go into the back room you hear uh the opening and closing of several drawers and rustling of bits of paper before after about two or three minutes he makes his way back round and his hands are just stuffed with documents he gets back on the, the the stool that he was sitting on he slams them down on the on the the counter and he says that there's every ledger i have for the last year there you can find every payment coming in and out of this store business has been terrible so it doesn't take up that much but i've documented all of the tribute payments i've had to make to dragon and they're getting higher he's been taking 10 percent of my profit for the last year and i'm being bled dry would you kindly allow me to take these documents uh, Hell, you just... take them. I don't care. I've, I've got copies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the documents and I'm going to 
kind of neatly put them into my bag okay. to where that I can get access to them again at a later time. Oh, okay. Um, now, that's the evidence I need in order for me to get what I'm looking for. Now, is there any other information that you might know, like maybe as to like where he could pot potentially where his whereabouts is at? Uh, somebody that I can get in contact with that would show me where he's possibly located at. If anything that could help me out to get you what you're you're looking for. Uh, you see him. He sort of ruffles his fingers through his beard for a couple of seconds, and it's clear that he's thinking. He's trying to remember. He's he says, "Hell, I I." I ain't never seen Dragon face to face. It's always been his goons. They're they're the ones that do most of the work. He doesn't come out unless he he wants to show power and you know make make a presence known. I'd say, hell, your best bet's talking to the the merchants down at the docks. I mean, they're his primary target. He just comes to me because he's greedy. Um, one last question. Yeah. Do you happen to know if the Dark Master might be in on it? Hell, that asshole. No, no, he, he, he's, he's too much of a pansy to be corrupt. Guy shits himself. The wind blows the wrong way. Why? It was more of a a hunch that certain individuals in this city that uh, have been brought up may be involved. Uh, there is actually one other inv individual that I think might be involved, but uh, that's for somebody that's higher up. Um, Hell, who are you talking about, son? Honestly, just between, you know, the two of us, just, you know, just little say here or there you know honestly think that the uh what was it the what are they called the guards uh the crowns guard crowns guard i i honestly think that the crowns guard and the the boss for them might be involved to a degree I mean, there wouldn't be a far stretch to say as some of the crowns guard are in his pocket. Those guys earn shit. Hell, they probably earn not much more than I do. So, I mean, if they wanted a bit of extra coin, then I don't know, they'd, they'd branch out. As for their boss, Lucinda Grohl? Hell, I never liked her, but she wouldn't be the first person I thought of. Well, it's... Hell, Lucinda, I... the only reason I thought of her specifically is because of a recent inquirement that the two of us had that leaves me in suspicion. Hell, she's sketchy. I never liked her, but I wouldn't think that she'd work with a guy like Dragon. I don't know. I, I don't get mixed up in politics. I pay my taxes and that's it. Fair enough. Here's an extra five gold. He, his eyes go wide and he just scoops out and goes, wow, you can come here anytime you want. 
Consider yourself having a 25% discount for life, son. I appreciate it, good sir. And like I promised, once I find Dragon, it is of my top top priority that I will look for your grandson. Hell, Dragon's got him! Yeah, I will I will try my best to bring him back to you. Well, I, I appreciate that, son. Uh is there anything else you're looking for? Maybe anything that tickles your fancy in here? Um Can I roll an insight to see what else he's got? Because the ring was the only thing that piqued my interest. Uh you could either roll an investigation or you could roll an insight, sure. Uh I'll what's let's see. In, actually I'll roll investigation because investigation's higher. Okay, go ahead. Uh 16. Okay. Uh 16, you find that there's a couple shelves filled with uh little statues um some of them are made out of reasonably well carved wood some of them are made out of not so well forged uh iron uh some of them resemble the gods some of them resemble uh animals or hell some of them one of them is just a a tree that's been painted uh brown and green uh, you see a couple of very dusty, very rickety looking old books with the spines barely hanging on for dear life. Um, again, it's just, it's trinkets, odds and ends. There's a couple sets of china. There's a couple uh, tankards. There's a whole uh, shelf full of cutlery and uh, kitchenware. It, like this guy's just got an amalgamation of some of the most random shit that he's been able to to find and thinks that he can pawn off to, to the general public in terms for uh a bit of coin okay can i roll an arcana check to see if i can pinpoint any magical objects that he may have stashed away somewhere that he might would sell sure go ahead Oh, that was a lot fucking better. Uh, 19. 19, okay. So you see that on the top shelf on the right-hand side of the store, uh, there is a very tightly rolled up scroll with a black ribbon around it that is emanating a, a fairly thick magical aura. Um, I'm going to look to him and say, uh, that scroll up there, uh, any way that I could take that as well to see, uh, Hell, if you, can re if you can reach it and hand it to me, I'll have a look at what it is. I can't remember. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and try to, uh, reach for it. Okay. How tall are you? Uh, just out of curiosity. Uh, I'm technically, uh, I'm about six foot. Okay. So yeah, you'd be able to, you'd be able to reach that. He's shorter than you. So that's why he can't reach it. Uh, I yeah, said, tieflings uh, yeah. are relatively tall, so... Yeah. Uh, I'll say that you managed to just stick your arm up, clutch it off the shelf, and hand it back to them. He he undoes the ribbon and rolls it out, and he goes, Ah! Yeah! Oh, wow! I've had this for a long time. Uh, he rolls it back around, uh, ties the ribbon on, and he says, This scroll can impart three charges onto any magical item that you carry. 
You done fucked up now. No, 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 no. Let me finish. He says, All right. Once the charges are used, they cannot be restored. Okay. Yeah, and that's they, fair. They allow you to cast vicious mockery. Whoa, hold up. Okay. All right, all right. Hold up. Hold up. Outside of session. Will I be able to cast Vicious Mockery indefinitely okay. with this scroll, okay. or just I'm gonna like... kill I'm going to kill the music. So this is something that I'm going to explain for both you guys and the players at home, uh, the listeners at home, okay? So, the way that scrolls will work in Vardor and in Duckies and Dargons is that some scrolls, yes, will require you to have a certain class requirement. So technically you would have a hard time using this scroll for vicious mockery because it does not pertain right. to a class of which you are using or you're playing at the moment How right. however there is also the possibility for you to stumble across spells or spell sorry spell scrolls that can just be applied to a magical item and give you very limited use of that spell. I am homebrewing this to give you guys access to a few more spells that you would not, you know, usually have access to. And okay, it's, it's, so... It's due to the limited nature of how many times you can use it that I am arguing, I'm making the argument that I'm calling it balanced. Okay. So here's my fucked up question for the night then. Okay. Okay, it, it, it's going to be in tandem. Okay, so keep that in mind. Okay. Question, question one, how many charges would I get for casting Vicious Mockery if the, I were to attach it to an item? The scroll would give you three charges and it can go either onto your staff or it can go onto the newly bought ring that you have. That was my second question because my, my thought process is I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery by flicking you off. You would also need to have the verbal component of it, so you would have to use an insult. That, well, technically speaking, technically speaking, flicking a person off with a middle finger is a form of insult. So all I would have to say is, fuck you, and then that is the verbal assault. Okay, I'll I'll consent to that. Yeah, I'll I'll uh I'll allow that. So okay. yes, yes. If you were to so if you were to apply, three charges, if you were to apply the three charges onto the ring that you've just bought, you would have three and only three uses of the vicious mockery spell. Now, okay. Now that leads me up to my next question, because certain items allow, like for my staff, for example, allow me to roll at certain times during the day to get those charges back. Is that one of these instances? No. Once you've used these, once you've used these charges, you cannot get them back. Okay. So as soon as I use the three of them up, that's it. They're that's done. It. It's over with. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to attach that those three charges to the ring. And then I will have it to where that the ring not only gives the disadvantages when I flick somebody off, 
but also I can verbally cast vicious mockery with the ring when I flick the person off. Okay, so as he hands over the scroll, he tells you that it will be eight copper. I will pay him uh, a silver. Okay, he takes it from you, he thanks you, and then he just chucks the coin into the, the cash register. Awesome. Is there anything else you would like to do? No, that that's it. I'm good. I, I bid him a good day. Okay. And I would like to try to make my way back to my party so that we can go and figure out what to do from here. Okay. So, I will say that by the time that you have done all of that, you find yourself early afternoon. Now, where are you... Where are you going in order to try and meet back up with Ilara and Anon? Well, uh, because I don't know exactly what's going on uh, within the time span that I've been here, I'm going to assume that they're still near the location of where the, uh, the mayor is at. So I'm going to head in that direction, but not fully go there. So what you kind say of... about there ish i would say i would say actually about like right there okay and then i'm going to yeah i'm gonna then uh kind of roll like perception checks to see if i can see them at some point uh without fully going into the gate okay so zaris as you make your way through the streets we're going to switch back to ilara and anon now before we do so i'm going to Take this opportunity to remind you that Tygen did say to come back and see him around midday, early afternoon. So just bear that in mind. So, Anon and Alara, you have now concluded your business with the mayor. What are you doing? Uh, I was going to go and... Well, I was thinking we could just sort of leave the 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 the, the place in a ordered, nice fashion without yeah, any I want drama. To leave the same way we came in. Okay, so you make your way back onto the streets, and I'll say, are you? Well, before oh. I want to be in the storage room. Okay. And uh, I want to steal some of his official mayor paper. Okay, roll an investigation check for me. Wouldn't that not be a sleight of hand? It's an investigation to see if you can find it. Aren't you getting cocky? No, I'm just explaining. We have 11. It takes you a while, but you do eventually find it. How, How much are you taking? Three sheets. Sure. Okay. Go ahead and add that into your inventory. Okay. I'm going to say that you guys make your way back out of the window, climb down the exterior wall, and you're now back in the the rear alley of uh, that location in the upper ring. Are you guys making your way back towards the gate that you came through in order to get into this section of the city? 
Well, I don't know where he went, so... Alara? Uh, I just went to the front door of the building and just kind of walked back to the gate where we Okay, so went Alara to, went... Because now, Alara... now we've got the mayor's... Yeah, Alara went out the front door, whereas Anon went out the way she came in. Okay, that's great. Well, that's... I went that way because now, because the, mayor, the mayor's guards aren't going to, you know, yeah. bother us yeah, so yeah, much yeah, 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 yeah. unless yeah. we do something against the laws. I thought, well, it's fine. I'm just, now, uh, so. I'm, I'm just pointing out the hilarious irony that makes up that, that whole interaction <laughs> there. That's fucking fantastic. Okay, uh, Alara, I would say that... Um, Given, I would say that Zaris kind of gave you a a little detail on whereabouts he was going, and given your somewhat knowledge of the city, you would know that in order to get to the Dread Bazaar, you have to come out of the, the upper ring, which would be the gate that you came through, or you snuck through in order to get here. Okay. So if you guys are making your way back... uh back towards that gate, then I'll say that you meet up with Zaris. So, with the three of you now reunited, uh, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going... With what happened in the mayor's office. Okay. Yeah, so... I was about to say, I'm going to ask them what happened. It was what I was going to get at. But okay. okay. Are you walking and talking? Before or are you standing around? Explain... How late in the day is it? It's probably just between midday and one o'clock. Around that sort of very early afternoon, just after midday. Could we go back to the inn and discuss what transpired here and then make our plans to what we're going to do after that? Yeah. Yep, sure, go okay. ahead. Okay. I'll, su okay, I'll, I'll, su okay, I'll, I'll suggest you. doing that. Okay. Do you guys agree? Yep. Okay, yeah. I'll say that it takes you about 20 minutes to get back to the Serpent's Caress. Uh, at this point, there is uh, just the, the same female uh, bar, uh, barmaid that you saw uh, that morning. She's still working behind the bar. She's just, you know, going about her business. There's no patrons in at the moment as it's still technically business hours. There, you know, a lot of the people come here after, after work. Uh, so you do have the tavern to yourself. Um, let's sit somewhere that we can't be earshot from, where nobody can kind of like overhear us or anything. Okay, so... you guys should have uh, you should have control over your uh your icon. So because Elara's not here, I will go ahead and move her down here. As, uh, down I was fixing to say you. I don't have I don't have control of mine either. You don't? Oh, nah. ain't that a bitch? Okay, you should have it now. Yep, I got it. Okay. Oh, point Mayhem's possessing us. I just realized that that was actually Anon that I moved there. I didn't actually realize. Yeah, the... I don't have control over mine either. Yep, give me a second. Okay, you should now. I'm gonna sit on the table, cool. Well, fucking <laughs> shut up, okay? Okay, uh, that's so funny. I'm handing off to you guys. I want to make sure that you guys get through at least one more of the story beats before we finish off tonight. So, you know, yeah, over so to you. I'm, uh, I'm going to ask I'm, uh, what happened to them when they got through the, the window. 
before I start explaining to Zaris, I'm just going to, although we're kind of in a quiet part and not much people are seeing us, I'm just going to sort of cup in my hand the coin we got from the uh, from the mayor. And I'm just going to say, yeah, he was a lovely bloody chap. And then I'll stop there for a minute to breathe. Okay. I take it the conversation went well then? Well, he still got both his feet. If you're if you're wondering, so I mean that that's the primary thing is that you guys didn't <laughs> kill him. Well, like yes, actually, in that retrospect, it went quite well. Oh, um, good, good. <laughs> uh, in, in fact, um, well, 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 the odd thing was is that he seemed to be just about the only person who hadn't heard of. You know who. If I'm being honest, that doesn't really surprise me as much as you would think, due to the simple fact that we know as much as anybody else does that a lot of the higher ups are not informed of such things in the retrospect that there might be somebody on the inside who is giving false information. So if yeah. it's the if it's the case that the crowns guard are involved in this whole situation, then probably speaking that they're the mayor is getting false information to be led on to believe that everything's going topsy turvy and nothing's wrong with the city. Precisely. Um, so he started an official inquiry in front of you. Okay. Well, I mean that's a start. Um. And he has promised, so long as we we don't spill blood, they will not see us as suspects. Just the two of you? Or did you bring me up in any way? We didn't mention you at all. Okay, that might be. But if you're with us, I'm... If you're not, but you're with us, though, I'm sure... There wouldn't be too much hassle because the, the guards would recognize either myself or Anon, so you might still be okay in that loop. Well, it depends because you forget that we still have yet to figure out where this dragon is actually at. So what if it were the case that we go and find a way to do like a semi-stealth mission where you two go more on the aggressive and I go more of the stealthy way and we take care of business mm. now i'm not now i'm not suggesting that we kill him because i i personally have been given the ledgers to prove of what he's been doing so i have the evidence on me but I think that we 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 personally the three of us would be in better standings if we could in quotations, capture Dragon and bring him in for quotations, justice. Yes. It's so am I, would I be right in thinking that you want us two to be a distraction when you get when you get in there? Depending on how things go from here on out, I think that might be the best course of action because if it is true that they don't know about me yet, 
it's very it could be in our best interest to play off that role as to that the two of you have no idea who I am and that you just if something bad were to happen to where the three of us did get caught, you could say something along the lines of, oh, we needed an extra hand, so we just hired a bounty hunter to help us. Or it's something a, along those lines. It's at yeah, this point, on. it's at this point that you see uh a young, a very young, no older than I'd say eleven or twelve, young boy come through the door of the serpent's caress. You see the barmaid uh sort of perk up having heard the the bell ring atop the door and she looks over and goes ah bjornson i didn't expect you for another couple of hours what messages do you bring he looks over and he goes actually forgive me my lady i'm actually here bearing a message for them and he points over to you you see him scurrying through uh, around the tables and chairs until he gets to you zaris and he just hands you this folded up and wax sealed piece of paper it's not even in an envelope it's just the piece of paper that's sealed with wax you crack it open and it simply reads you are being watched and it's got a g signed at the bottom of it um Is the boy still standing there? Yeah, he's just standing there. He's just uh, he's just rooting around his little bag that he's got uh, slung over his shoulder, looking to see if there's anything that he's got for the barmaid. Uh, I want to look to him and say, young man, if I may so inquire, uh, who was it that gave you this note to give to me specifically? I don't know, some fat guy in the inner ring works in an office. Really? Um, could you give me a little bit more detail if I were to uh throw in a little bit of copper? Make it a silver and you got a deal. Sure. Okay, how much do you give him? Oh, he asked for a silver, so I'm going to give him a silver. Okay, well, I don't know if you want to grease his palms with a little bit more than just one silver because you've been greasing people's palms all this fucking time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got, I've got to use my yeah, charisma yeah. somehow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see him. He slips the pot, uh, the silver coin into his little satchel, and he just goes. Some fat dwarven guy works in the uh, the offices in the middle ring. He um, he said that you guys had seen him uh yesterday or earlier today. I I don't know. I didn't I didn't listen to him. I was I'm I'm just no, that's all the information I need. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna be on my way then. He looks at the barmaid and he just goes, "I'll see you tomorrow." And he just he just bolts straight out the door. Uh, you hear the barmaid call over to you guys and he just goes, Are "You guys okay?" I want to roll an inside check on the barmaiden. Sure, go ahead. That's a nat twenty. She is literally just asking if you guys are okay. Okay, I will roll a, um, no, hold up, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this a little bit better. Um, I'm gonna whisper to the two of them and say, I need you to check the first floor. I'm gonna check upstairs. 
and then I'm going to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... I'm not going to touch the door. I'm going to go right up to this door, and I'm going to kind of, like, listen in on this door specifically. So I want to roll either a insight check, investigation, or perception check, whichever role that I have to do to see if uh, the individual that's in that room is still there and if uh, they're the ones that are spying on us. Uh, I would say go ahead and make a, a perception check. Got it. Uh, that is a 14. Best you can tell, that room is empty. Okay. Um, Anything else that you want to do? Uh, do the do my other two party members want to do anything to uh anything in particular? Now I haven't told you what I I read, but uh specifically all I said was check the first floor, and then I I ran upstairs. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that the the way that Zara's kind of acted that he was kind of skeptical of something, so. I'm going to be looking either for a person or an object. That's yeah. kind of just a bit odd. Both of you go ahead and make... Uh, I'm going to say perception checks. Or one of you can help the other. It's up to you. Sorry, you, you cut out there, Mayhem. You're going to need to roll perception checks. Or you can help... Either you can help Anon or Anon can help you in order to give, give the other one advantage on the roll. I think we better to go individual in this one so it covers more ground. Yeah, yeah sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. One. You rolled a one? Yeah. What is we've your been rolling real we've been rolling really well, so what is your it doesn't surprise me. I don't, what's your modifier? Plus one. So two. Oh, okay, so you rolled a two then. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, how... Uh, and I you... got fifth. Oh. But no, no, Alara, go ahead. Hello, can you can hear me? Hello. Yeah, what'd you get? Yeah, 15. 15. Okay. Um, you can see... Uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to describe where this is since I know Alara can't actually see the, the map of the tavern. So... Before you get to the the stairs that lead to the first floor where the rooms are situated, you've got this small little enclave. Um, in the top left-hand corner of that enclave, uh, sort of like in the corner where the walls meet the ceiling, there is a very small, dimly glowing orb just hovering in that space. But that's all you see. Okay. Okay. So, what would you guys like to do? Like I said, I've got one more story beat that I, I want to get I, you guys through. I don't. I don't know anything about the orb, so I can't do anything. Okay. Um, I, I can make my way back towards the the bottom of the stairs, though. Like, come back down here, and you guys can tell me what you find. So it probably about like right there. I would assume. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Okay. So, do you guys let Zaris know that there that the orb is there? 
I try and signal Zaris to the kind of have a kind of quick look, see if you recognize what it is. I want to okay. roll an Arcana check on the the orb. Uh, eighteen. You notice that that is a scrying orb. I'm going to cast Sculpt Ice on the orb to cover it in frost, and then freeze it enough to shatter it. Can you do that to a scrying orb? It depends on the object that it's made out of. So if it's like made out of pure magic, then no. But if okay. it's made out of an object like a piece of glass or something that is you can physically touch, then yes, I can shatter it and basically it will like slowly disperse the magic to a degree okay because the reason i'm asking is because the only context i've ever heard of scry being used is in the case of the the orb that is used in order for the person casting the spell to see is made of pure magic i've never actually heard of yeah, it being so used as an actual it, it being used with an object yeah there are actual occurrences to where that you can cast the scrying ability on an object to give it the effects of scrying uh, a prime example of that is nadpod where they had a scrying sword to where that after you crit you get charges on it and after a certain amount of charges you can create duplicates of the sword and scry on people that you give the duplicate swords to so you can in indeed embed a scry magic into an object as long as it's an object that is uh, a uh, originally a non-magical object. Okay. So, uh, I will say that the the orb that is there is pure magic. So I don't know. It whether... is pure magic. Okay, yeah. then it would have no effect. So, um, shit. Um... After a little bit of inspection, what after, the hell is that thing? After a little bit of inspection, though, you do notice that the orb, uh, the orb that is being used to scry on you guys, just flickers out of existence. Yeah, I'm gonna turn to them and be like, "Yeah, we're being watched. Um, we need to get this done now, today, like right now. So we need to." find dragon get this shit done and get this mission that we're on done and over with all right okay all right so knowing that you guys had to go back and see tygen are you going to make your way back over to the docks yes okay that's where he is so yeah i'm gonna say that it takes you guys about an hour to get there so it's about 1 o'clock in the afternoon by the time you get there uh okay. i'm not I, actually you know what i i will just so that i get into the habit of doing this switch you guys over to the uh the dock map on roll 20 because <laughs> i need to get into the uh habit of using the the features uh, I'll say that as you guys come along the docks, you see Tygen, uh standing on the, the deck of his ship. He is currently sitting on top of a, a large battle, just sort of writing uh, on a, um, a clipboard and a piece of parchment. Uh, as you guys make your way up the gangplank onto the ship, you see him sort of jump down, and he goes, well, you guys 
have any luck with that thing. You know, the, 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 the research. Yes. Okay, come in, come inside, come inside. We, we can talk more there. You see a couple of his crew just looking and go, you okay, boss? He's like, yeah, yeah, they're with me. Don't worry about them. They're fine. Just get that, get that cargo loaded. We need to leave soon. So you guys, you follow Tygen down into the captain's quarters. Um, there's still no seats, but you get, you guys are feel to, he, he says, make yourselves comfortable if you want. So he sits down in the, the chair behind his, uh, his little desk and he just goes, okay. You guys have been away for the better part of half a day. Please tell me you learned something. Well, we are being spied on. Okay. We also know that uh, from the information that was given to me by my party members that the mayor now knows of Dragon's existence and also has given us leeway to take care of the problem in a very specific way. So he, we he do looks, should we need to speak to He looks at he looks at the three of you and just goes, Well, if I know if I know the if I know the mayor, then he's probably said that as long as you guys don't do anything criminal, then you guys will be fine, right? From my understanding, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well that's that's that is, that's, been... that's good news. Um I would have thought that the mayor knew about this already but hey i i, I that's can't... where that's where it leads me to my second thing i was going to mention i think some of the more important higher ups that are closer to the mayor are involved he looks at you and goes are you talking about guards or someone higher higher the only person higher than the guards, other than the mayor, is Lucinda Grohl. I'm gonna leave that there for you to ponder on. He sits back, and you see sort of like a, a wave of realization wash over him as he's pe he's piecing the puzzle together. He just goes, you know, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. He looks at you guys and goes. Okay, okay. I don't know how familiar you are with Lucinda Grohl, but she came to the position of lawmaster very rapidly. She, she's about as new to Valorondir as I'm suspecting you guys are. She has not been here for long. She's been here two years at the most, and it took the last lawmaster ten years to get to the position. She worked in Zayuri. She worked in Amdale, the heart of Vardor. She was transferred here. Nobody knows why. It doesn't make sense. She worked can I, for... Can, Go ahead. Can I bring up a, a theory? Are you doing this? Are you, are you saying this to Tygen or are you saying this to yeah, me? Yeah, I'm, say, I'm saying this to Tygen. Sure, go ahead. What if she is actually Dragon? Oh no 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 she no she's not Dragon. No. Well think no, about no. it. No, she's think not about she's it. not Dragon. 
I, I, I've met Dragon. You've seen Dragon physically? Yes, I've met Dragon. He beat me bloody about six months ago for not coughing up money on time. What makes you think I know anything other? Well, it's the fact that everybody keeps saying that nobody has ever seen him. Even the people in the lower districts that I went and talked to personally just today have said that they've never laid eyes on him. Dragon, so how is it? Dragon will not dirty his boots unless he absolutely has to. I failed to cough up money on time on more than one occasion. That's the only reason he came and delivered the message himself. He does not okay. leave. He does not leave wherever his compound is. There's he, he. That's why he's got his crew. His crew are the ones that will take. You know, will take the fall for him if they get caught. He's I, like smart. I still say that I still say that she's involved, but it was just very suspect, very suspicious. That no, I, I mean, I I I wouldn't be surprised if Lucinda Grohl was involved. She's she's sketchy. At, at best and i hell i would i wouldn't say it's a far cry to say that a lot of people in this city don't trust her no, like like i said nobody knows why she was transferred here it doesn't make sense why would you be transferred from the heart of vardor to the economic hub it's it, it doesn't make sense right I mean, tell me I'm not barking up the wrong tree here. No, it doesn't make sense. Look, if Lucinda Grohl is involved, and that's a big if, because I don't see you guys handing over any proof to, you know, to sustain that theory. If she's involved, you guys might be in the ballpark of assuming that she's the one having you guys spied on. That, what if uh, like, I were to say that I do have some form of evidence, but I have not gone fully through them yet? You've got something? Um, I'm going to... Wait. I'm going to roll a insider investigation to see if I notice, or an arcana check to notice if the orb is in this room. Go anywhere ahead. near us. Go ahead. Uh, another nat 20 on Arcana check. Is the orb in this room? No. Okay. I'm going to pull out the pieces of paper that I grabbed from earlier from the shopkeep. And I'm going to say that I was given these ledgers showing valuable proof that Dragon is doing what he's doing. However, I have not gone through them myself. Is it possible that we could go through these ledgers to see if there's any form of evidence to prove that she might be involved somehow? You can roll an investigation check for me. Uh, investigation is plus two, so that is a dirty 20. Okay. You and Tygen spend the better part of about five minutes uh, joint looking over the ledger that Arthur Bombell gave you, which, as he, as he stated when he gave them to you, uh, covers a, roughly a one-year period of transactions. Uh, it doesn't, the only reason it doesn't take you that long is because, like he said, business is quite stale at the moment. He ha he's been going through a rough patch. And, yeah. Um, the ledgers show 
that it is legit just him recording each transaction between him and customers uh logging the prices of items that he sold then you see him uh marking down at the beginning of every month uh payment for utilities uh taxes for the previous months um you see him uh there like i said at the at the beginning of every month there is also uh documented documented uh evidence of him paying uh what is calculated out to be a 10% uh rate of his profits to dragon uh but it's written as dfs dragon fang splitter which i i would say given your your nat 20 you would be able to uh you would be able to understand uh on inspection there is no evidence in arthur bombles uh ledgers that show any payments to any under other individual other than dragon or um the uh the city office for taxes and utilities that's the only outgoing payments that he makes i want to i want to look to my party members like look like i'm completely 100 out of ideas the only thing that i can think to do is we need to find dragon and just take him out not not like kill him, but like basically bring him and knock him out and bring him to the mayor forcefully with the documentations that we have showing that there is valuable proof into what he's doing or any other evidence we may find when we find him. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's at this point that you hear that on uh, Tigan's uh, quarter's door. And he 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 holds up a hand, uh, telling you guys to stay silent for a second. He calls like, "Come on in, it's fine. We're just talking about shipping ledgers and all that shit." You see, one of his crew comes in, and he just goes, "Uh, boss, there's a group of folks on the dock asking to see you. Um, they said it's payment time." And I'm not gonna lie, there's like five of them. So you see Tygen just sort of hold his head in his hands and just go, oh god, okay. Okay, tell him I'll be you out. You should in really go with him then. You tell him I'll be out in a second, just make up an excuse. Tell, tell him I'm fetching the money. And you, you see the, the crew member nod and close the door behind them before you hear the footsteps scurrying off. A couple of seconds go by and you hear Tygen going, right. I don't want shit hitting the fan around here in the middle of the day. Do you guys trust me? I need, I do, I need an answer, I don't I need want an answer quick. It. I need an answer quick. Do you I guys yes. trust me? Yes. 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 Right. Stay here. Stay hidden. Okay. And with that, you see him dig into the one of the drawers that's on uh, on his his table unit, and he pulls out a very, very, very small coin purse, and he he leaves. You hear him. You hear the footsteps going up the stairs. And I'll say that if either of you guys want to go over to the window that looks out onto the docks, you can do so to get a look at what's going on. 
Yeah. Uh, Zaris, I'll do that. If I'll you, do that. Alara and Zaris, if you guys are doing that, you look out onto the docks and you can see that there are indeed five individuals standing on the pier, uh, just shy of the gangplank, uh, before like, that leads to uh, Tygen's ship. Um, you see him walk out and you can hear him saying to the group, he said, look, okay, I know I'm behind on the payment. I've got it. Just take it and please just leave me be. Tell Dragon he's got his money and he's just tell him to leave me alone. Okay. I've held up my end. I've paid him and whatever fake fucking bullshit services he claims to give in return just tell him to fuck off and you see that one of the members of the the group that's standing there is the female that was there the day before and you hear her saying <laughs> you know it's funny Tigan. one of our lot went missing yesterday he was last seen with us when we came to see you you wouldn't by any chance happen to know where he is, would you? Tygen just shakes his head and goes, Hell would I know what the fuck you guys do. I don't care what you guys do. I don't know where your friend is. You see, the, uh, the other short dwarven male uh, that was there the day before, he just looks and goes, That's my fucking brother you're talking about. <laughs> now you tell me where the hell he is or I'm going to put you in the water. You see the female just hold a hand out across the dwarf's chest and just go, now, now, we're not here to harm. We're here to collect money. That's all we are. We're just inquiring about the location of a missing friend. Tygen, it would be a damn shame if you were to go missing. I'm sure that your wife would be very distraught. So, if you happen to stumble across any information about the location of our friend, you would be sure to let us know, wouldn't you? You see him just sort of shake his head and just go, yeah, sure, if I find out where he is, I'll fucking tell you. You gonna leave me alone? Can I get back to work now? You get back to work, Tygen. But if our friend doesn't show up in the next 48 hours, Dragon's gonna come down here and find out himself. And I can guarantee you, he will find out. And you will regret it. Because he was last seen here. Now. We'll see you later. Thanks for the money. And with that, you watch as the group of individuals just walk away. Laughing heartily as they do. Tygen sort of turns around and walks back up the gangplank with a little bit of a slump. Almost like he's, he's slouched, like he's drained. He's... He's got that sense of like exhausted relief that, you know, things didn't escalate a little bit more than what they could have. He makes his way back down into the captain's quarters and goes, okay, I bought us some time. But they know about the guy you killed. They know he's missing. They're going to come back and they've threatened with bringing Dragon personally you say how many people does dragon normally have with them say that again alara when dragon sorry to say it beat you up how many other people were with them 
hell, when Dragon beat me bloody, his whole crew were there. So, let's talk about numbers here. Can you remember anything about numbers, how many of his goons were with him? Probably about 20, 30 people. It's not a small crew, Alara. And they're well-armed as well. He looks at he looks at you, Zaris, and says, "You put a ball of ice over that guy's head and threw him in the water. Are you confident in saying that he's still alive, or are you thinking he drowned?" Hmm. Zaris. I mean, oh, okay. There was a 50-50 chance that both could have happened. Now, I could go check. To make sure that he is indeed dead, because he would be down at the bottom of the, the ravine next to this boat. Okay, so out of session... Tell me how that spell would have worked. Would that ball of ice acted as a buoyancy aid? Because technically it is a hollow, basically a hollow it's sealed kinda... chamber, or would it have weighed him down? It would have done both. It would have weighed him down and made him to where he dropped all the way down. Then the ice would have slowly melted underwater, like, like very slowly. Okay. Uh, and then by the time that it did get to a point to where that the weight wasn't basically holding him down anymore, he would have enough to where that he could either come back up to the top, but very haphazardly, or he would have drowned. Okay. Okay. So there's a 50-50 chance that either one of those could have happened. Okay. Now, granted, though, he would have been at even more disadvantage because of what Alara did with chopping his foot off. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So that's why I'm saying, how about I go down underneath there and check to see if he's dead. And if he is, then it is what it is. And we'll go with plan A, which was stay here for the 48 hours and take out Dragon that way. or. I have Indeed. another idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about Tegan? You said, but how long did you say they'd be back for with with Dragon? They Two said, days. They said that we had. They had. They said that their friend had forty eight hours to turn up. Otherwise, Dragon was going to come down here and try and find him himself. To take I don't, the heat off you. To I don't think he's so planning on. Through. I don't think he's planning on playing hide and go seek with his friend here to see where he is. There's another way, though. A bit more risky, but there's another way. I mean, shit. How we're, about... We're this far in. How much more risk is going to be added on? How... Are you... You said they'd be down in about 48 hours, but is there any way for you to contact them if you had to? They said they asked you for information about what happened, right? Yeah, they they asked if I'd, if I'd seen the friend after they left, and I told them... I told them no. How about you turn me in? That way, 
hates off you. I'm there. They take me captive. Then my 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 friends over here can follow stealthily, meaning hates off you. Means your crew don't have to be hurt. It means you and your wife don't have to be bothered. You're safe. I just go in, add on, and Sarah's follow. So you're saying that you would like to offer yourself up as bait? Correct. It's a smart, That's not a bad idea. It's a smart. No. It's a smart. I, it's a smart idea, Lara. I just look. Dragon earned his nickname for a reason. Okay, he's he, he's terrifying. I like I I I don't want I don't want you guys getting hurt. I really I like I really would not want you guys getting hurt. Let me ask you this: Would you rather three individuals that you hired to do a job to be the ones that get hurt, or would you rather that they come in and continuously cause harm to you and your crew? Be honest with me. He he ponders for a moment and he just goes, "Look, I see, I see the val, I see the validity of both both arguments. I do. Just, I need culpable deniability. So decide that amongst yourselves. Just make sure that you weigh up both sides of the coin before you before you make a make a decision. You see him go I back. Am. You see him go back into the drawer that was." Uh, is that he had the the coin person, and he's as he's doing so, he said, "You guys said that you went and did your research today. Now I I pointed you in the direction of two individuals. You went to see the mayor. Did you go and see Lucinda Grohl as well? Yes, we did. Okay. Now." Everybody knows that you can't just go slinging around accusation accusations without evidence. I kind of sent you there with nothing to show, and I apologize for that. And you see him, he pulls out a stack of documents, and he just goes, take my ledger. This is the last six months. It details every payment I made, all of my taxes, all of my income. Hell, I even documented my payments to Dragon, because... When I initially hired you, I was, I was praying that these things would be useful in some way. Take them and just try to, you know, try to convince someone of what's going on. Just make sure you give them back, okay? Because I will need these for ah. I will need these for official business later on. I'm gonna use them to talk to the mayor with once this is all said and done to show the evidence that we did what we were asked to do by you and the mayor. Okay. Because yeah. so you will get these back. But I think that we need to go with the Laura's plan. However, to make sure that they show up. Give me a moment. Let me go underneath the water and see if I can find him. Okay. All right. So, oh, and on, what were you going to say? While you while he's doing that, I go to Lara's like, 
do you think it would be a good idea if we take that silver coin? If you're being taken hostage? That was going to be the plan anyway. Okay. Okay. I'm going to roll my survival check. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, it's not my best roll, but it is a good roll. Uh, 16 with a modifier of zero. So describe what you're trying to do with that survival roll. Basically, all I'm doing is I'm going to kind of jump into the water and swim down far enough to where that I can potentially see if the dwarf's body is still there and if he's alive or if he's dead. Okay, so I'll say that you managed to swim down about 25 feet underwater. And you can okay. see for about 20 feet in front of you before it all gets a bit murky and uh, difficult to see through. You do, not, I... you do not see a body. How, can I roll a perception check to see how deep the water actually is? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, that is a 21. There's another 30 feet of depth before you hit the soil. I'm going to use a dash action to swim down. Of course, because swimming would reduce your movement by half. Okay. Well, yeah. Yep. So okay. Well I'm, remembered. I want to use the dash action to swim down to see if he managed to get to the very bottom. Okay, you get down there, make another perception check, because at this point, it's a, it, the water's gotten a bit murky. Uh, perception... 18. You see no body. Okay, I'm going to... Um... How would I do this? I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast and I'm going to cast it in a way to where that it pushes down against the bottom of the, the, the ravine to give me enough momentum to push me up. And then I'm going to use the rest of my momentum to push myself back up to where that uh, I can basically dash back up all in one fell movement. Okay. Uh, I will say that whilst you're doing all of this, make me a constitution saving throw as well. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would do that. That's why I did the Eldritch Blast and make it just one constitution instead of several. Yeah. Um, what is my constitution? That's the... Plus three, not bad. Uh, 17. Okay, yeah, you're, uh, you're fine as you continue to hold your breath and you get back up to the surface. Okay, uh, I'm going to get back up onto the boat. And then I'm going to tell them as I'm going back in that there is no body. Well, shit. So he's alive somewhere. Okay. Um, you need to turn me in now. At this point, Tygen sort of runs his hands through his hair before thinking... He can't have gone far. Yeah, no, he would have bled out before then. You cauterized that wound. Yeah, but the water underneath that I put him into would have melted the ice off and caused him to bleed again. 
so he's a, either yeah, he's either dead somewhere or he's on the verge of being dead. That's uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, honestly, I mean, there would uh, actually be a blood trail somewhere too. I mean, unless now you want to think about uh, it, unless you want to go looking for a dead body around the, around the city, then I, 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 you want my opinion? I'd say just leave it. If the guards find them, they'll probably just throw them in the morgue. They, 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 they won't do much investigating. They see a dead body, they'll put it in the morgue and it'll get buried. That's about it. Unless there's any suspicious... Oh, shit. Yeah. What? Yeah, he looks at Larry and went, you cut his fucking foot off. Suspicious, you know, suspicious yeah. circumstance. Okay, okay, okay. He talked, didn't he? That's not the point. Oh god, if 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 you hadn't done that and they found his body, they would have just thrown him in the morgue. But I can guarantee that they're gonna act on it. Okay, you better pray that he's dead and he's he's somewhere where the guards aren't gonna find him. Either that, or if he got back to Dragon, then he's gonna be lying low. He's not gonna be doing very much, and Dragon will eventually. Well, no, he can't be back at Dragon because they wouldn't have come looking for him. No, it, it's. I think it's of the sense that we need to go and find a blood trail and follow that blood trail and see if we can get to him before he dies. Okay. So, with that, I'm going to say that we're going to end tonight's session. Oh. But, before we do... I'm going to take ah, uh, shit. I'm going to take inspiration from my friends over at Chaos Crits and uh give you guys your first little end of session cutscene. So across town in a large wooden walled warehouse, corrugated iron roof, bustling with anywhere of upwards of 20 to 30 people rushing around, filling large shipping crates with what appears to be stolen goods. Dragon Fang Splitter sits at a large wooden table. A map of Vardor sprawled out across the table, stretching out about four feet in width. Upon this map is various shipping lines connecting most of the, the world's continents, most of which connects Jorha to Zyuria, as is the main uh, trade path. There's one or two that go down to Arcata, towards the, the eastern sectors. There's one that goes over to Venora in the east. But as Dragon sits and examines his map, he is disturbed by two of his men who interrupt him by rushing over and saying, Hey, hey boss, 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 we got an update for you. We, we got an update. You hear Dragon, well, you don't hear Dragon, sorry. I don't know, I've gotten into the habit of saying that. Dragon looks up from the map and just holds a hand silencing his crew. You interrupt me again, and I swear I will slit your throat. Speak quick. Is that 
that three that were hanging around with Tygen. You know, the ones you sent us to take care of. Yeah, I remember. They're back. Dragon stands, a towering six and a half feet tall, the shadow of his body looming over his employees like a fucking curse. Did I hear you right when you said they were back? Yeah, boss, we were just as surprised as you were. I mean, we did it. We, we thought we did a good job. And just as they finish that sentence, Dragon's hands lash out, grabbing each of them by the throat, holding them a good three, four feet off the ground. They gargle, they choke, the air leaving their lungs as they are lifted off of their feet. I sent you to kill them. And you failed? And with that, you hear the <laughs> as both of their necks snap. And their bodies hit the ground with a large thud. Dragon walks over to one of the shipping crates. A piece of paper, which sits atop of it, bears correspondence. The initials at the bottom of it are L-Y-D. Dragon turns to what seems to be the female that our players had met beforehand and just says, we need to speed up our shipments. Get this stuff to the capital. Make sure our fences distribute stealthily and quickly. It would seem our friend has failed us. And ladies and gentlemen, that is where we are going to end tonight's session. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Duckies and Dargons. We will be back next week to find out whether or not our players are fortunate enough to find the uh, MIA body of the dwarf that they thought that they had, uh, they had disposed of in the previous session. We will also be back to see what progress they make on their investigation and whether or not they are lucky enough to come one step closer to dealing with Dragon Fang Splitter. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a fantastic week. Have a fantastic evening. Stay safe. Stay happy. Roll high. And just don't duck anything up. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>